Natalie Van Beek is a registered dietitian living in Chicago, Illinois. Natalie has spent the majority of her career as a dietitian working with those struggling with eating disordered and disordered eating patterns. After working with a dietitian in her own recovery from an eating disorder many years ago, Natalie was inspired and knew that one day she wanted to have her own private practice that allowed her to help others find food freedom and repair the relationship with their body. Now she's living out that dream, helping women break free from their own disordered eating and find peace with food and body. That is such a great bio, Natalie. So great to have you here. Please let everyone know where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at natalievanbeek.nutrition. Great. Welcome, dietitian boss. <laughs> I would love to hear more about that story. Can you talk about where you started out versus where you are now as a dietitian? So when I started out as a dietitian, as you had mentioned in my bio, I initially had seen a dietitian for my own struggles with eating and food. And even back then, I was like, I think this is what I want to do. The dietitian I saw was amazing and she had her own private practice. So even from the get-go, I was like, oh, that's something that you can do as a dietitian. So it was always kind of in the back of my head. I went to school, became a dietitian. And initially I, like so many others thought like, okay, I have to kind of like do my time with like working under someone else so that I can then go off and do my own thing. So I started on as a dietitian working in, I worked in different eating disorder clinics, treatment centers and in different mental health treatment centers. So really got that experience under my belt. And then I was living in California the past year and I started my own brick and mortar private practice. And at that point I was really, the referrals I was getting, the clients I was getting, they were all from the job that I was working and I was working at the mental health treatment center at the time. So they would continue seeing me after they left, get the okay from everyone. And so that was really how I got my clients in my brick and mortar practice. It wasn't, I had no kind of like marketing experience, sales experience or anything like that because they already knew they wanted to work with me. And then COVID happened. And for a couple of different reasons, I came back to Chicago, which is my hometown. And then I was like, I got to take my brick and mortar virtual if I want to keep seeing these clients. And I did want to keep seeing them. They wanted to keep seeing me. So that was when I was like, okay, going virtual. And at that point, I still had no marketing. I was like, well, I could make this bigger and like make this into something. And so then that's when I joined the dietitian boss program. So I could learn how to do that. Wow, that's a great story. It's interesting, isn't it, how we can have all this experience and go through all that schooling and work and still kind of end up with no idea how to run a business or market. Totally, yeah. (laughs) So, and it's kind of cool that you were able to run a private practice getting clients just kind of funneled right into your business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was definitely lucky that way. So very interesting and probably a huge shift starting moving and then how overwhelming moving and then going virtual and also all of a sudden being like, where am I going to find my people? Totally. Exactly. Yeah. Because I didn't have people in Chicago at that point. And what a weather change going from California (laughs) to Chicago. Yeah, that was not what drove me to come back to Chicago. That's for sure. (laughs) So let's talk more about the clients that you work with, kind of your current niche and how that has evolved. Mm -hmm. 
I work in the food freedom, intuitive eating niche and um, helping women heal their relationship with food. I work mostly with women who struggle with restriction, food rules, diet rules. Um, They typically are counting calories meticulously and they're just kind of sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. So that's who I help. Great. And so you started out working, you knew you wanted to work with kind of eating disorders and this type of person. Has anything shifted as you've evolved in your career path so far? Yeah, I should have definitely clarified because when I actually started the Dietitian Boss program, I don't know where this really came from, but I was like, I want to work in the weight loss world because I had been doing eating disorders and disordered eating for so long. And I was like, I see so often women doing these kind of like crazy diets, cutting out all these different foods to try to lose weight. And I want to help them understand that they can lose weight and they don't have to do all those different kind of crazy methods. So initially that's kind of what I thought I wanted to do going in. And I did that for a while and something just didn't like sit well with me. And that's not, I think weight loss is a great niche and that's definitely a needed area for people. But for me, I just was like, I don't, this just doesn't line up with what I've done and what I'm doing with those private clients that I had worked with in my brick and mortar. So then after doing that for a couple months, I decided it's time to change. And so I just kind of wiped everything, wiped the slate clean and started over with intuitive eating food freedom. Wow. That's great. And interesting and and good to know too, like how sometimes it can evolve and it has to evolve just with, as you start and you're trying to talk to the people and it's just not, it may feel sort of like an alignment in the beginning. And then as you start talking to the person, you just feel like that shift of out of alignment and you followed your heart and now you're in a whole different niche. Yep. And it feels like the difference of how I feel is it's amazing. Cause like, I just, there was something that just didn't feel aligned, like I said before. And now I just, it comes so much easier and like content comes so much easier because I'm like, I, I get this and this is my space. That's great. And it's an interesting kind of clarification because a lot of people might look at intuitive eating and food freedom and think that's totally the opposite of weight loss. And it's really not when you're a dietitian, it's like really similar actually when you're trying to teach people to lose weight in a healthy way and stop the bad diets and all that stuff can be quite similar and nuanced to the difference between that and intuitive eating and food freedom. Mm -hmm. Yep. Totally. I just, the, it was the weight loss promotion part where, and I would like put calorie counts in my content and stuff. I was like, this doesn't feel right. Like this isn't what I do. So I, I was just like, got to switch it up a little bit and not have that be the focus for me. Love it. So as you switch that niche and now you're on the food freedom side, can you elaborate a little bit more on like how that feels when you're talking to your person? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it feels super authentic to me and I'm able to go back on different clients that I've had in the past or clients that I'm working with now in my private practice that I can like use their stories when I'm writing out captions or something like that. And it just, it feels like I'm able to relate to my ideal client on a different level. Also just because like it was an experience that I went through years ago. Love it. So you have the experience with previous clients, your personal experience, and that's actually 
what drove you to start to become a dietitian in the first place. Exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. Great. So it's cool that you went to school already knowing that you wanted to have a private practice. That's unique. You explained a little bit about this more, but can you elaborate on what actually led you to take action on starting your own private practice? Yeah, absolutely. So when I was working at the mental health treatment center, I I loved the clients I worked with there. It was definitely more disordered eating rather than eating disorders because it was co-occurring situation. So I loved the work I did there, loved the clients I had there, but it just, I was able, like, obviously talking about intuitive eating, food freedom was what I was doing with those clients, but I still didn't feel like I was able to do it kind of like on my terms in a way. And there were lots of like rules and how I could do things or clients I could see or couldn't see. So that was really what drove me. I was like, I want to be able to like make my own rules, do my own thing and not have to answer to someone, especially because the person I was answering to wasn't a fellow dietitian. So they just, they didn't totally get it. It was a business person. So it wasn't really aligned. So that, that was really kind of what drove me. And then obviously moving to Chicago, like I said, I was like, I got to take everything virtual now. So that was really all the things that kind of pushed me to pull the trigger on it. It sounds like there might be a story there with, um, like, can you remember a particular experience where you were being told what to do by a business person who didn't understand what a dietitian does? Yeah, absolutely. I remember they were going through some changes with their, the whole company. And I got a call one day from them, from the guy who ran the place. And we were just talking and he's like, yeah, we're going to have to change up who you're actually able to see. And I was kind of like, what do you mean? And they're like, he said, unless they have a clinical diagnosis of an eating disorder, you can't see them. And it just, it really kind of made me take a step back because so many of the clients I saw didn't have like clinically diagnosed eating disorders. It was definitely more disordered eating, like I said before. And it just, it felt like this really bad feeling in my gut. Like, I can't help these people that clearly need the help with their food and eating just because they don't have this clinical diagnosis. And that was really just what felt not so good to me. Oh, I hear you. It's, I have done some work with eating disorders myself. And I always say like so many women in our culture are on the spectrum of having disordered eating, whether one or a 10, like almost every woman I know is somewhere on there. Exactly. Yeah. Totally agree with you. (laughs) How frustrating. Okay. So I'm glad you are now your own dietitian boss. You can make your own rules. So you're out there, you're doing it. You had your private practice brick and mortar where you had to build relationships with these women and now you're doing it online. Mm -hmm. What one or two tips do you have for listeners about how to build the know, like, and trust factor with your clients and potential clients? So the first thing I would say, and you hear it time and time again on Libby's podcast is to show your face, show up if it's in your stories or you put yourself on a post, show your face. That's definitely the first one. And the second one I would say is take the time to really think about like, what do you want your message to be? Cause I think like for me, I kind of jumped into the weight loss one at first and was like, this is what I'm going to do. And didn't take, I think sufficient time to really consider like, okay, what is 
in alignment with me because I think, and it's not me saying you have to be, have the same issue or have had the same issue that your ideal client has. That's not it at all, but just taking the time of like, okay, who can I speak to the best and how can I speak to them authentically, essentially. So take the time to think about your message, what you want to be saying, because that I think will be helpful. I love that. So showing up and doing it and then just being sure that you're really feeling like you can speak authentically to the person you've chosen to speak to. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Great, great advice. So you are unique in that you had a job, you then went to private practice at the same time as job, and now you've moved and you've gone all virtual. Can you talk about money? Like what's going on with, obviously that was a shift, what's going on currently and then what's your goal for money Mm -hmm. so currently what I'm getting from my private practice I only have a few clients right now so it's about like 1k a month I'd love to obviously be making more so my short-term goal is to be making a consistent 3k at least by the end of 2020 and then big time goal long-term goal would definitely be like 10k I think the sky's the limit once you kind of get the ball rolling so Absolutely. And honestly, congratulations on 1K. Thank you. <laughs> that a lot of a lot of our listeners are probably like really hoping and dreaming for that consistent $1,000 a month that makes a big difference. Mm-hmm, for sure. And then like you said, you're putting the structures in place to how to work with them the best and help them the most. And then as you do that, it'll come through, I think, in your no like and trust and your message. And it'll, like you said, the sky's the limit once you get that structure in place and you get the ball rolling. Exactly. Yeah. So can you share your money story? Like, have you had any money challenges, beliefs or challenges when it comes to your mindset around money? Definitely. I think when it comes to money, I grew up in this family that both of my parents, I always saw them doing, they were in careers that they loved and they were making money in a way that they, they loved what they were doing. Obviously every day in your job is not going to be the happiest day, but overall they loved what they were doing. So I always grew up with this mindset of, I want to be doing something that I'm passionate about because I believe that you can make money doing stuff you're passionate about. So that was kind of one of my pieces of like my money story. And because so often I would have people say like when I was, there were times when I would struggle to like find a job and they'd say, just go to clinical, just work in hospitals, go to like long-term care. And I was like, that is not what will bring me joy. I like knew it completely. I was just like, nope, I'm going to keep pushing forward. And I know that I can make like what I'm passionate about help me like live and have financial security. So, yeah. I love that. So you were inspired. I mean, that's a challenge. And even having other people tell you differently, your history with your watching your parents do what they love and make a living at it really inspired you and made you confident that if you follow your dreams and do what you love, the money will just show up. Definitely. And I think it, I mean, it's a constant practice working on money mindset. So I'll read books about it. I'll listen to podcasts because you can always find like little hangups that you're like, oh, I didn't realize that was there. And then you can work through it. So 
Yes. Even when I think I've overcome something, sometimes it creeps back or shows up again. <laughs> exactly. Totally. So constant work in progress. It is. It is. So can you walk us through your experience using social media? Obviously you're newer at it. You're learning it. What's your experience so far shifting to use social media for marketing to grow your business? When I started, I started from scratch, started from zero. So I had a personal IG account that I didn't really post on. It would be like scenery of places that I was at. So I was just like, I don't like, how am I going to do this and post every day? And so it was, you know, starting a business account from scratch. And at first I just started kind of posting like once a week and seeing how that felt. And then as like momentum grew, I started posting consistently and learning how to use stories was also something that I didn't know. I was like, I see people's stories. I don't know what to do or say in stories. So that was another piece of it that I was like, got to learn how to do this. (laughs) Yes. And obviously you're in Libby's program. You're learning from the best. What did your Instagram feed? So it used to look like pictures of traveling (laughs) (laughs) with one post. And then you mentioned that you shift niches. So what is it like now? What do you, how often do you post? How often do you do stories? What are your posts like? How has Libby's program helped shift that? So I post five times a week, working up to seven. So five times a week, and I try to get in stories in some way, shape or form every day. That is something that I'm still working on. When I was doing the weight loss route, that was definitely, I really struggled with stories because I just felt like, what, what am I saying? I don't know what to say here. So I've definitely gotten much better with stories and showing up and just talking and feeling like I know what I'm talking about. So that's kind of what things look like now. Obviously I had to take all the weight loss stuff off and archive it. So part of me felt like, oh, I'm starting at like ground zero, but I wasn't like, I knew at that point, I knew how to make content. Essentially, I knew to show up in stories. I already had a little bit of a following. Of course, people who aren't your ideal client are going to leave and that's fine, but you still had some retention. I still had retention of certain people, certain followers. So it wasn't like total from zero. So that honestly, just having experienced myself, like the Instagram game, it sounds like it's probably been an emotional roller coaster because you had an account that was just for fun. And then you started trying to build it up with weight loss. And then you had to archive a bunch of things you had worked hard on and probably like post and also lose followers when you post because you're shifting to speak to a whole new niche. And how are you staying positive and motivated while all of that had to be challenging? Yeah, definitely. And until you like laid it out, like I was like, wow, I have been through like a little roller coaster with all of that. And I didn't even realize it. And I think that whole like trying to stay in a positive mindset is so huge because, you know, you don't get a discovery call or something for a week. And then people like sometimes you hear people start to panic about that. And I'm like, no, you just got to keep pushing forward. So I'm constantly working on my mindset. I'd say just about every day I take time, whether it's listening to an audiobook or reading a book. I'm more of like a read a book kind of person. I write down like positive affirmations every day because I'm just like, I got to 
I can't let negativity come in or that's just going to crush me. So I try very hard to continue to practice a positive mindset. I love that. So affirmations, can you just explain in case someone doesn't know what an affirmation is? Sure. Let's see if I can explain it well. (laughs) So an affirmation is something that I always write it as like, it is current, it is present. So I don't write like I want to be or whatever I write, like I am a successful business owner. I, I am capable. I am knowledgeable. So it's little kind of like pump ups for myself (laughs) and kind of like trying to like manifest that into my life. So I'm in this kind of positive space. I love that. And I think it's super helpful And I do the same thing even before each client or each discovery call uh, or each podcast interview. I just sort of, uh, I say a little prayer or an affirmation, just like, let, let this person get everything they need from me, you know, just things like that to kind of put me in the right mindset to go through whatever I'm about to go through. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have to ask if you have a favorite book recommendation, putting you on the spot here. I'd say it's like the most recent one that I've read and I've now read it a few times. It's You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. I think so many people know what that about her, about her book, but it really, it is super helpful. It, it does put you in a really good mindset. So that is probably the one I would recommend at this point in time. Love it. So you are a reader instead of an audible, huh? Yes. I'll listen to audiobooks, just not that often. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. So maybe I'll have to get that one in, in print. I have, I think I have, you are a badass at making money, but I don't have the original. Mm. You are a badass. I just started, you are a badass at making money. So So thank you. That is, those are great tips. So affirmations and staying positive by reading mindset books and just staying in the conversation And um, do you feel like the Dietitian Boss program has helped you uh, as you've gone through these challenges stay in the game? Yeah, definitely. You know, we have these calls where you bring your questions and your struggles. We have like a call dedicated to mindset. So you can talk about it there and talk it out and get positive feedback on whether it's like what you're doing or if you're in a tough place with mindset, you can get some kind of feedback on like, okay, what can you do? What are some actionable steps you can take to improve it? Love it. And I found that super helpful as well to have that group support and realize, you know, other people have ups and downs also, and to be patient and to hang in there and, you know, to remind us that we're here to serve who we're here to serve. And that's our big why. Exactly. Yep. So what advice do you have for someone who is scared to show their face? Start small. So even if it's just posting a story that is just like a picture of yourself, you don't have to be talking. I'd say that would be a small step or do like a little boomerang. Start with what you're comfortable with and it will grow. Like at first I was only comfortable with like putting myself in a post. I was like, that's still picture. I'm not moving. I'm not talking. It's easy. So I started there and then I hopped on stories. I would just take like a quick still photo and type some stuff to it. And then I graduated to like actually talking on my story. So start small, start with what you're comfortable with and it'll progress. I love that advice. I have never heard anyone say that on here to actually start with a still photo in your story and type on it. And 
I actually find that I really like those when I see someone doing that and mm-hmm. it's their picture with words on the side and maybe they do three in a row and the words keep changing or sort of evolves into a story. I really like that. Yeah. And I, I love the little like gifts you can throw in there. So I'm like, it looks better on a still picture than you talking with a little like moving gif. So I'm all about that. All about the gifts. I love them. I probably over gift, but same. <laughs> totally get it. Showing our personality. That's like yes. how I show my personality in there. Yes. Great. So gifts, tip number two, bonus tip. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And do you have any, so you've had a lot of like sort of clinical or job experience. Do you have any stories to share? I was thinking about this. I don't have any stories to share. <laughs> I know your yours are kind of probably private sort of. Yeah. Or more dramatic. Yeah. Okay. What advice would you give a dietitian who's just starting out? The advice I would give a dietitian who's just starting out is to rip the bandaid off. I know you hear that all the time. Just you got to do it. If this is something that you want to do, the only way it's going to happen is if you take the first step. So whether it is, you know, just starting a business Instagram account, that's your first step. Maybe it's posting a story. That's your first step. Maybe it's investing in a business coach, like whatever it is, you have to take some type of action step to actually get going. So you can sit on that dream for as long as you want, but it's not going to happen until you take an action. I love that advice. And I love that you threw in working with a business coach because I feel like that can save you so much time and energy and frustration I tried to do it all on my own and like just getting bits and pieces of information for a long time. And all I ended up doing was kind of losing money and losing time and getting frustrated and feeling like I wanted to quit. Yeah. Having someone who already like knows what to do is so helpful because then you're just like, okay, let me implement this versus just, you know, throwing spaghetti at the wall, seeing if it sticks kind of thing. So exactly. Yes. And a reminder to all of the listeners that you are worth it. You're worth the investment. And if you, this is something you want, like Natalie said, it's like, just go for it and get the help you need to successfully get started with a good base of business knowledge. Absolutely. And I, yeah, I think what you said, like you are worth it totally. Cause I think before I started, I was like, oh, I want to get started, but I don't know really how to do this on my own. And then you know, the idea of hiring a business coach, I was like, is it worth it? Am I like, is my idea, my business, is it worth it? And it's like, yes, you are totally worth it. Absolutely. hundred percent. You deserve to have the help that you need and invest in yourself so that you can help the people you want to be helping. Yes. (laughs) Everybody rewind and re-listen to that. (laughs) Yes. So can you tell us what's next for you and your business? So I want to start, I'm, currently I'm offering bundle sessions. I want to start a group and have a group going. Um, so I'd say that's definitely my next step with my business. That's very exciting. Yay. <laughs> Groups are my fave. That's where it's at. <laughs> that's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice to meet you, Natalie. Anything else you'd like to share? Nope. I think I, think I shared everything I wanted to just you know, take that first step, do what feels you have to get uncomfortable to start feeling a little more comfortable. And that's just like constant, especially when you're trying to start your own business. So yeah, get going guys. (laughs) 
All right. So can you remind everyone where they can find you online? Yep. You can find me on Instagram at natalievanbeek.nutrition. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Rebecca. It's been great having you. And everyone reach out to Natalie on Instagram and ask her all your questions. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.